Welcome everyone to episode 11 of Haters Drinking Hatred. I'm losing count now. Uh, pretty soon I'm going to drop this uh, episode counting thing because it's just too much stress to know which episode number we're on. <laughs> After a fact, I, into double digits, it's not possible. Um, with me as always is Sitan Mehta. What's up, Sid? If you don't count, who will count, man? <laughs> <laughs> like just, just before I started saying it today, I was like, uh, which one is it? Shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's uh, we do we do have our feet under the table now, but not it's not all quite muscle memory just yet. So you'll have to yeah. bear with us. But uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been a very uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it a calm week. Yeah, it's like nothing happened. It's like I could have stepped through this into I could rip Van Winkle this week, and it would have been fine. Unlike yeah. last week, where yeah. the NBA changed. Yeah, that you know, that's kind of a big deal, um, and, and and has been for the yeah. for the duration of the part. Every week that we've been doing this, something there's been weird at least was happening. One, this was calm. It's like yeah. we don't talk about like plants or some shit, dude. Instead, let's you want to hate on some trees? I don't know because we could do that. We could, yeah. I mean, there were a lot of big games. That's the other thing. It's not like nothing. There were no games this week. I mean, we had LeBron and AD go up against Giannis, and uh, you know that was a good game as well. Um, what else? Yeah, there were there were quite a few nice matchups. We did we did get to see the big three operate together. By the way. Yeah, and I I just like to say that the biggest thing that happened this week was that I was proven completely right. Uh, from the last episode where I said that Kyrie Irving's gonna come back in this team and destroy everything, they lost back to back to the fucking Cavs. Uh, the Cavs, of course, on an upswing for sure. But oh man, come on, double OD loss and then a, and a straight off round off loss. Back again, and I, I, we're recording this as of Sunday evening. They did just beat the Heat, but they beat an undermanned Heat by four points. Okay, yeah, they did today, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, it's yeah. not looking good. I, well, it's it's, it's only I'm three right. games. It's three games. Like when I the know. Warriors started out with KD, they lost the first four out of five or something. I think. Yeah, but the team fundamentally made sense. Like, you could see the blueprint. It was just about getting it to work. Where's the blueprint on this fucking squad? Yeah, yeah. But we all agree with that. I, I also feel like the ceiling of this team is, if I had to put money on it, the Eastern Conference Finals, and that's about it. But, I mean, you can't not have anything except uh, a complete dominant championship victory if you want to, if you are these three people on this team Hell like yeah. it, this should be the they should be the only things that you have in mind as your ultimate goal and anything else is just failure frankly Hell yeah if they don't win the chip it's an absolute failure it doesn't matter if they lose in the finals it doesn't matter if they lose in game 7 of the finals it's still a complete yeah. failure and what's what's really crazy about this is that the mm. determining factor in a lot of these victories has been whether Joe Joe Harris is shooting well or not like in the two Cavs games he just he fell asleep he was terrible from the three point line and they lose he comes back for a bit, hits four three-pointers, I think, in the first quarter against the Heat. Lo and behold, they win. Is, is Joe Harris, is this a big four? I mean, look, man, I say it all the time. You need five people out there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> they, they all Basketball have to Fundamentals by Siddharth Mehta. Book yeah. releasing in November. Yeah, well, you flatter me. It's actually December, but don't tell anybody yet. Uh... Uh, look, man, you can be DeAndre Jordan and like never go up 
for the pick and roll and let people just shoot from there. Because he's like... So any high pick and roll ha- happens above the three-point line involving DeAndre Jordan's man as the role man. It, it, it is uh, DeAndre staying back at near the net saying, ha, that guy's running here. Whoever's taking a three will probably miss. Uh, which is uh, not... Not always the case, DeAndre, I can assure you this. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, we just don't have defense. Like, I, I wish no I, had, I had some... I wish I had some other defense-related action or play that I could comedically uh, improvise with. But there has to be a play for me to make fun of other yeah, than this they one. Have to, so, <laughs> they have to attempt to defend for you to even start railing into the fundamentals of satire. Like You have to give it a shot. Correct, yeah. There has to be uh, a reason why we uh, we can hate on them. Like we can't literally hate on I, their hairstyles and stuff now at this time. Technically, we're, we're there's not in no the evidence anymore. That's a technique. There's no evidence that they're a bad defensive team because they just haven't even tried to defend yet. So you have no idea. It's Schrodinger's no. defense. Like it should exist. It's not Schrodinger's it defense because Schrodinger's defense has a chance to exist. <laughs> right. This is this is a uh, we don't have a defense. We're just going to punch you. And hope it works. DeAndre hope we get is, knocked out before we do. DeAndre is the cat in the box with a file of cyanide. That's just, <laughs> it, it fits. It fits. It fits who it, DeAndre is. Yeah. Yeah. But, it does. Okay. And let's see. Let's see how it goes. Okay. So do you think these are teething troubles? Or is this is this a fundamental flaw? I know it's only been three games. But it's three games it's, with the biggest big three ever. And they're winning by like small margins. Yeah. It is a fundamental flaw because... I, I feel like this is... I'm just putting out quotes from the book here, which I should just, like, not do. <laughs> but you once you score in basketball, uh, the other team gets to also score. And what you have to do is stop them. So they've got one side of it figured out really well. It's just that nobody has thought about the other side yet. And the problem is, if you're the Nets, you're focusing on getting the deal done, right? You just want... To get Harden in. And whatever you give up, you say, we'll fix it later. Well, later is kind of almost here now. And we need to do some things. And I think the other thing is they're going to have to uh, go back to the trade market and get one or two more pieces or something to sort of shore up this leaky defense. But uh, uh, the other thing is we just need to see them do something before we can actually go further. Because we knew this part was going to happen. We just don't know what their reaction is going to be, which is what we have to see. Right, right. Fair enough. Um, Sex All right. land. All right. Yeah, I mean, it. it yeah, I don't want to I don't want to uh, rate the Cavs losses too badly. That's why I'm not even rating against those because it is fucking it is sex land. It is sex so, land. That's where, that's where we are. Yeah, it's a double. Can we just it's, call them sex land Cavaliers? The sex land Cavaliers. I love it. Yeah, that's yeah. It, it fits. It's perfect. Yeah. Because and, and, the, I, we've run out of we've run out of uh, adjectives now. They, no, they want the, too much. No, that'll be the whole show. Then we'll just be yeah. the adjectives that run into saying the word Cavaliers will be the show, and I have to say, oh, our time is up. It's been forty five minutes. Yeah. We've just been reading up adjectives. But yeah. I, I, I'd love to see Jared Allen putting all those dunks, man. That was great yeah. to fucking see. There is nothing yeah. purer in basketball than a dude just fucking posterizing the shit out of his former team. I loved yeah. it for him. I think he's going to be oh. great on that fucking squad. You. You like this James Harden person? Huh? <laughs> and then just jam it on people. Slam them. Uh, Beat them twice in three days. Yeah. Also, uh, Colin Sexton, good job. Ooh. 
Great you know, job. Good, good job coming back in your third season and showing some real growth here. And, uh, you know, he, he's a top top five pick and he's starting to live up to his billing. And it's nice to see that, you know, we need, we just need more people. There's, there's always room in the NBA for more stars. Like that, that's just not pretend that, that that's, that's something that uh, shouldn't happen. We want more stars. That may be a literal fact that there's room for more stars with the expansion teams coming in. We should do an episode on that at some point once we have more clarity on what's going on there. Uh, but yeah, the, the league's feeling packed. I know it's a, I think it's a miserable season and shit like that, but the league is feeling super fucking packed. Especially yeah. after this Nets thing explodes <laughs> next season. And then there'll be more superstar spreadage all over. Yeah, that's the thing. I think the uh, what we do need to talk about separately is that as a, as a different episode since we were just... So just since you brought that point up, I also realize now that this is the, um, well, the the uh, the Lakers and the Clippers. How long will their so supposed rivalry go on? Because they need to meet each other and they need to play each other. But if Kawhi loses again, he could be up for moving. I don't know. Oh, hell's yeah, hell's yeah, he's gonna be up for moving. You know? This is not. He's so, not gonna stick with this. He hasn't so even signed the, the long-term deal yet. So that's the thing. And and if you look at the, the, the biggest super team of the decade that went by, even with it being a great foundation, even it with, with it being 90-95% of the players being from the same franchise and only one player moving over to create the super team, the Warriors broke apart because KD left anyway. You know? Yeah. Uh, so it just takes one to leave for the entire thing to fall apart, you know? And we have all these odd teams that are kind of built on these unstable foundations. Who knows? Who knows what can happen there? Yeah, I think I think a lot of these super teams are going to be at the end of their rope. I think this this uh, off season is going to be so much fucking fun to watch, because or maybe actually not this one. The the next one is going to be the the one to really watch out for because that's when all the Nets deals are kind of up and over. The Clippers deals were well, from Paul George's Kawhi Leonard's deal is up. Um, unless he signs the extension in this offseason. But man, that's going to be interesting. That that The offseason to come is just going to be crazy. This With one? Eight, or you, you just said the next one, right? The, the one next one, the one. next one. The coming up, coming the next one after, not this one. Oh, okay. all right. Yeah. That's the one where shit is going to hit the fan because the Nets are up, uh, the Wizards are cooked for sure. And that's disregarding any trades. All the contracts kind of line up for that, uh, for that free agency. So a lot of these super teams are going to disintegrate in that one. Yeah, yeah. Let's jump swiftly from super teams to the very opposite of super team. Uh, <coughs> Sid, what are your what are your thoughts on the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, man? Yeah, I I wanted to talk about this team today because I've frankly watched very little of them, and it's just you know it is for a number of reasons that this is the case, even though they have some very exciting players to watch. Um. I wanted to talk about them because this was supposed to be the year they made the playoffs. And right. instead, this is a team that is doing very badly. I mean, they they have no excuses and they are genuinely underperforming, you know. it's and, and while a lot of teams can say that at the bottom of the standings right now, some of those teams are just going through different stages. Some of those teams are... Uh, uh, you know, facing some injury problems. 
some of them have uh, you know they're trying some stuff out and they're gambling a bit to see if their young players can take some leaps some of them are the sacramento kings <laughs> you know so uh, the the pelicans don't have any of these reasons they had just hired a very experienced coach and stanman gandhi they had a it looked on the face of it a very solid off season you know where they they got a great haul for drew holiday they got steven adams you know to get in there and be their center uh, to so that zion while he's supposed to be a small ball center you know he he needs his energy for attacking as well and they just don't want him to like go overboard and sort of get injured you know so that's yeah. why they got him and he's such a reliable steady player doing the things that he does why is it then that this team is the 27th team in the nba right now by record you know i i i feel like we need to talk about that yeah no it's a, it's a crazy and and they they really did they got steven adams i felt like that was something and this was going to be brandon ingram's breakout season he has had good games so it's not like he's been asleep at the wheel um zion are we going to forever just wait for zion to take over a game yeah is that what I, think, I feel I like that's what it is, right? I think that's very valid, you know. And okay, it's his second season and all that. And oh, you Man, know, we but have he's to... Zion. Like that's on the, the thing. On the frame of it, the dude is practically unstoppable. Like if you told me Luka Doncic, we were just sitting around for Luka Doncic takeover games, that would make no sense to me because so many skill sets are there in that player to do that. It's the same thing with Zion. Physically, that dude should be unstoppable. So I, that's, that's I don't the get thing. It. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's it's like these two seasons are inverted. He's playing like this is his rookie season. Yeah. And the last season seemed like his second season, you know. Uh and I feel like maybe some of it might have to do with he's we have to really start letting this follow him around for a little bit till he clears it up for sure. What kind of athlete is he? Like is he an incredible athlete with a huge body but a, a shorter frame and that's why it gives him power? or is he an unstable athlete with too much power but his body can't keep up he's too heavy you know uh we need to ask that question because it's affecting his effort like he's not defending well and and like you can see that like the the offense is very mediocre for this whole team it's like 20th in offensive rating in the league but it's 24th to 25th in defensive rating and they're doing some really really counterintuitive things in the nba um uh, they're purposely packing the paint and letting people fly from 3 like they're letting they're allowing the most three point shots against them and i mean they're going to go in so Eventually, why is yeah. that the defense you know why do you want to do it like that it it maybe it's because steven adams and zion don't work well going outside and defending outside so that puts all the effort and onus on uh uh Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart and whoever else is out there at the time to go out and press and press and press so we're not great have... defenders any any one of those three no lonzo's a good defender i mean he mm. really is yeah he's he's above average point guard defender for sure they're not, and they're brandon ingram yeah. is a really long dude I mean, he's got a seven-foot wingspan, and he's, he's tall. Yeah, he's basically mini KD. So if he tries, yes. He's not even that mini. I mean, he's like an inch and a half shorter than KD. Well, mini in terms of stature, but he's yeah. pretty much the exact same dude. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the skill yeah. sets are all there. The size is about right. The lankiness yeah. of OKC KD is about there. 
that's true that's true he's got all that going uh he doesn't have the skill for sure but like hmm. as in he he's of course extremely skilled but I'm, we're talking about him versus kevin durant so like he's never going to live that player currently playing yeah it's fine yeah it's he's fine. never going to live down this comparison but you know what yeah. that also buys it also puts the food on the table for him so you know uh anyway back to zion uh he shot four threes this season the whole season i mean his debut game he shot four threes and made four threes in the same yeah. quarter and in this uh in this season he's made he shot four threes he's missed all uh so he's just zero on the on the year in in that sense he only attacks the rim and i, I don't i don't want to make this sound like too much of a negative because he's shooting like 75 to 80% from the floor right now yeah basically he gets in the lane it's over and it generally is that's true but uh if people are running at him or if they're attacking him he's not doing anything man like why you know why, where is the effort what is he doing why aren't the pelicans able to stop people they have so many young athletes and so many of them are not bad defenders like we just discussed now is this a case of of a dude who's certainly going to have some injuries over the course of his career being kept like basically bubble wrapped Yeah but bubble that's for what then That's what I'm saying I don't know I don't know what this plan is for are they going to turn all their picks and assets into a into a superstar are they going for Bradley Beal oh, One second then are they, they have a this? superstar like they they have to build him into one like that's what that's what he's there for But that's what, are, are they you? too worried are they too they have, they currently have the salary space to kind of have a have a big 3 even if Zion kind of takes off Listen the are Knicks also have a salary again? space to make a big 3 like Stop that the Knicks into everything anything. No, but you know what? A lot of teams have it. Is what I'm trying to say, and that's why the Knicks is all are but, always thrown out there because everyone has a good plan. It's just that where are you going to play people when you have such a weird team? Like you don't shoot threes that well, you don't defend well, you don't have a playmaker who. Uh, well, you have Lonzo, but as a, as a lead guard, not he's not like his brother, which is now yeah. weird to say, but like <laughs> he's not that creative. You know, uh, he's shooting. terribly Lonzo Ball is shooting like 28% from 3 right now or something and like is under 40% from the floor I don't know what he's doing uh and like you said Ingram is fine but like it's it's I don't know if Ingram's ever going to be the main guy and that's okay you know yeah I thought Zion was supposed to be the main guy but anyways yeah but that's what i'm saying if that's not happening either because you're not too sure about his injuries you're not too sure how hard you want to push him in a game Trade for Beal. Trade who Go for get Beal? Him. Who? Who do you want You've to trade? You got a lot of picks. Like, you got Brandon, a lot of useless Brandon, picks. You got a lot of picks that are completely huh? useless now. But since Giannis signed the extension, okay, get rid of I, I'll quick. change this. I'll turn this around. Uh, why does Beal want to go there? Yeah, that's true. Right, because <sighs> Beal is on it now. His deal will expire if he gets traded. In one year, he'll have to. He'll walk. I think personally, I don't think they can convince him to stay. Because no, they're not—they don't play basketball like he wants to play it, and they're not winning at all. He's—he—he's he, actually one game behind him with his current team, <laughs> right? So it's not like they're better than him. Like he—he, yeah. he, you could even make the argument if Westbrook was actually back for a few of these games, he'd be above the fucking Pelicans right now, which is weird to say because they're such a yeah. bad team, you know. Uh, I have another stat which is really troubling. Now uh, you know how pace stats work, right? like pace is how many possessions uh you get in the in in each game which is because right. that just reflects how fast 
you turn play around and you know move move the ball up the floor and score because right. if you're a young team you want a high pace you want like more than 100 possessions in a game and if you're a a, a, wage, a, a defense first uh, not not strong offensive team you you want to play slower more deliberate and force stuff in the half court because if you if you uh, attack with pace your the biggest counter against pace is a fast break the other end when uh, when a fast break collapses so uh, the pelicans had the one of the best pace ratings in the nba last year and i mean they would run up the floor like crazy cuz lonzo has his you know quarterback pass yeah. zion catches everything and then just slams it those lonzo to zion passes were like such good highlights last year yeah i've seen like two this year first of all <laughs> and the pelicans are like in the in the bottom 5 for pace this year do you believe that that's an insane thing slow ah uh, is this an svg issue because that kind of thing seems deliberate right when you have players who are naturally inclined like you said the lonzo quarterback quarterback passes we've been seeing them since la right where you yeah. just hike the ball up um is this an svg thing is he like deliberately trying to slow this team down and to what end Yeah he is trying to slow this team down. They can't but do what pace. Is, what? They, they they can't do it cuz they have Steven Adams. Like cuz it is Steven Adams. Who gives a shit your whole goal? But he asked for him. He asked for him. He wanted oh. that player so that Zion doesn't have to get rebounds and box people out and defend and stuff. And it's not like Steven Adams goes up for lobs. He doesn't. Well, <laughs> sometimes he does, but not like how the other seven footers do, you know. He plays good defense. Cool, but like I mean no one is attacking him anyway like they're all shooting from outside and when they're defending Steven Adams the uh, as long as he's more than 8 feet away from the rim okay they just it's all double teams are yeah yeah it's over so so yeah they just bring the ball up the floor and they just look around and they can't shoot threes that well unless Redick is playing well and if he's not then there's That's barely it. any threes actually I mean that's it's surprising because really their only goal is to maximize two guys right it it doesn't matter whether they really do make the playoffs this year that's not really a thing but if your style of play is minimizing your two big guys your and your number one uh property your number one pick um what's the fucking point what's the point of him yeah, like not what's the point of losing rebounds go lose some fucking rebounds who cares just let him stand back but at least give him the floor Yeah, but he's not going up for the rebounds anyway. I, like it's also him. That it doesn't matter. Fuck it. Let him not take the rebound. But at least the play of the team will run smoother. And I, uh, I think him not going up for the rebounds and the Steve Nairn thing is is plays into my point of bubble wrapping the superstar. I think it absolutely does. There is definitely a thinking there about how much are we making Zion do? What are we making him do? Uh, let's be careful because there's injury risks, right? That's for sure. Uh, there's talk about him being like you said too heavy. right a fragile athlete because he's so heavy because he's so powerful that the that the legs he's basically planted on can't handle the weight right and can't handle the athleticism or the explosiveness that's that happens all the time you've seen that with so many athletes right but this is becoming counterproductive <laughs> like it's yeah this bubble wrapping is going to become so counterproductive because you could be in year 4 and like zion is still averaging like 7 and 9 <laughs> like yeah. it makes no sense Exactly. So, so t- to tie it all together, when you raise the point of is this an S- SVG issue and bubble wrapping the superstar, 
I think it's true on both uh, both counts what you're saying, and I feel the same way. I feel like he thinks that uh, when I say he, I mean Stanman Gandhi thinks that he needs to um, protect Zion more, uh, and uh, he that's why he's made some of the moves that he has, but it's not paying off, frankly. And the other thing is, um, you, you you know, if you keep trying to do this extra stuff for him and he doesn't play hard all the time you're just uh, reinforcing the wrong habits here. And that's the exactly. real thing. Because he's going to stop being special. He's going to start just being this guy who is good at uh, charging in the rain and dunking. You know, where are, go- where, where are we going to see the winning plays? How are we going to see this athlete who we thought was uh, probably the next big thing after LeBron himself? Like, people were saying that he would be the face of the league rather than Luka. You know, yeah, and he can still do it, frankly speaking. But I don't know. It's a, it's a mystery. This one, uh, and it, it's a mystery as to why the thinking is here. It's not a mystery as to why they're playing this way. We can uh, uh, sit back and coach as much as we want from back here, but the problems are there for all to see, and it's up to the t- Pelicans to actually do something. Yeah, there's. I, I completely agree with you that there's only so much that we can speculate about. But there's injury reports. So there's training reports that we aren't seeing, that these guys are seeing. Because, um, like what, what you said, there's time, right? But how many players have you seen where, you know, a lottery pick goes to a really bad team and it takes him, like, midway through his second contract to become anything, re- is anything resembling his potential? Because that's how long it takes to be overcome the bad habits of a, of a team. Look at Andrew Wiggins, for example. All those yeah. years on the T-Wolves, what he's unlearning now, man, he'll never, he'll never hit his, what, what that potential, what people thought when they gave him that yeah. max contract or when they picked him. But he's still going to be a really good player if, yeah, if he keeps he's, going where he is. He's changed so much. I mean, he's, yeah. okay, he's averaging 20 points almost per game. Uh, and he's like top 20 in blocks in the yeah. NBA. Like, and he's got, he gets like four blocks a game or something. <laughs> He's turned into a lockdown wing defender. I don't know yeah. how that happened. And uh, and by the way, that, that's that's what's scary. The Warriors called it. Like they that this is what Steve Kerr was sure about in all the early interviews. If you read about it, they're just like, oh, we're just gonna unlock this potential. We know what we we know what we're gonna get from him, get from him uh, over time. And yeah. man, they made it happen. I mean, if you really do think about it, the plan was good. Yeah, if you just had. Clay there instead of Kelly Oubre starting. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. You know, then we're talking. You know? Then we're, we're talking. really talking. We're really... Yeah. Because then, not only that, it's taking so much pressure off offensively off of Wiggins. Wonder what he could do on that side. When he's got Clay yeah. and Curry taking focus away. He's got Draymond yeah. facilitating. Oh. Dude, yeah, we've, that's the we've, thing. We've, we've missed out on, a, on what could have been a sneaky, brilliant warrior season. Yeah, we have. And, but and going, one that go- no one would have seen coming. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, actually, they saw coming. And, you know, yeah, a lot they, of people said sure that... They, they, a lot of people said that, hey, maybe it's just them with their, like, relentless PR. In fact, you've said it a couple of times. It's just their, their way of uh, framing their situation uh, oh, in a very things. positive light, you know. But somehow they always seem to come through in the end with this stuff, you know. And, and that's what I don't see with an organization like New Orleans. Like, they never do this. They never... They never... St- state quite openly what they're planning to do for the year and go for it. Like, you can't be a bottom 10 team forever with this talent. Yeah. Like, you have to tell us that you're going to make the playoffs. 
You have to tell us that we're going to be a top 10 offense or a top 10 defense. You have to tell us this stuff. Like, if you don't give us a goal that we can hold you accountable for, the expectations for you will just be highlights, basically. Yeah. Like, we, like how we feel about De'Aaron Fox. Like, I like watching De'Aaron Fox play, but, I mean, I can just watch the clips. I don't actually need <laughs> to watch him play because I'd have to watch the Kings play, you know? <laughs> Moving on from there, and I, we covered Andrew Wiggins. We covered bad habits that he'd learned over the course of his career. So that's a great segue uh, into the Timber Pups. Uh, wow, four and eleven now yeah. this season. Four and eleven. How how much longer is Carl Anthony Towns out? Uh, there's a there's uh, the baseball games right now. Golden State coming up two in a row. <laughs> uh, I think he's not involved in either of them. Oh man. Uh, Oh, wait, is he back? Actually, I think he's back, huh? I, I'm not is entirely sure. Yeah, I think he might be back, but, but... He definitely wasn't around for today's game, so that's uh, that's definitely out. But when, when and if he does come back, man, he's going to have to put in a lion's shift. Because Yeah, he's not back. He's not back for the first game, for sure. Oof. Yeah. All right, yeah, that's going to suck. Uh, <laughs> well, good for the Warriors. They can, uh, they can hammer home their own lottery pick <laughs> with these two games. Yeah. But good God, four and eleven, this is bad. Like this is really, and I know Carl Anthony Towns hasn't been around for a lot of it, but some of these showings, and I know they beat the Pelicans today, uh, but yeah, some of these showings for are, the for the shoddy Pelicans performance there for yeah, you. Yeah, more evidence to how bad the Pelicans are. But this team entirely, de- their shooting, their offense entirely depends on what D'Angelo does. There's nothing else. And nothing goes well when you depend only on what D'Angelo does. Like, I mean, okay, so they they did have like a first half lead today. Um, and because D'Angelo was super hot in the first half. But he's not like a consistent hammer down shooter. They, they keep trying this Ricky Rubio and him, him playing off ball. That doesn't work out because again, you're entirely relying on D'Angelo Russell shooting hot for the whole game. This is... It's not going to work. Like, just because Carl Anthony Towns comes in, and like, I read a great article, the calmness of Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> Fuck, that's not going to fucking... It's not going to elevate you into a playoff team. And this is the squad you chose. Absolutely. This is, you made a huge trade to make this happen. You've given away a pick right now that will... Odds on is going to be in the lottery. Making the no, Warriors look like... It's in the lottery genius. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to give you know, the guns is, a little bit. A little bit. The thing is, the thing is, if it's a top three pick and say it's number three and they draft somebody, do you think this team is going to be good in 2021, 22? Remember the Timberwolves? Yeah. The Timberwolves can't pick. So, you're talking about... 20, no, but do you think they're going to be good? No, if they get a top three pick, it, it conveys back to them. Oh, right. Correct. It's protected. Right. But, but they have but the number what I'm one pick. They had the number yeah. one pick last year, so they won't get that top three, right? The odds no, of them being the top three is crazy. It, it's not crazy if they're last. <laughs> <laughs> if they're last, they have a forty percent chance of getting a top three pick. Oh, right, God. so that because the odds are flattened, right? So if they're the Correct. bottom yeah, three, yeah, yeah. they have a fourteen percent chance of getting the number one pick again. It's just that wow. because of the fact that they got it last year. They, the actual real-life odds must be way low, way worse than that. It won't actually be 14%. It's probably like, oh, you can't win two one, number one picks in a row very easily. Only the Cavs have done that. So, like, it's it's very likely that they will get uh, not a top three pick. But if they do get a top three pick, what I'm saying is they will keep the pick. But do you think they're going to be better in 21-22? 
no, they should trade that pick. They should immediately trade that pick for someone who can have an impact now. Which That's is what true. they should have but you know why I'm asking Edwards. that? Because if they don't get that pick, if they do get that pick as a top three pick, the 22, 20, they, the Golden State Warriors get the 2022 pick. Without protected. Unprotected. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No, I, uh, I, if they pick, if they actually pick up a rookie, that'd be the dumbest thing ever. Because you've just got these two guys. I think DeAndro's on the second year of his four-year max read sign. Yeah. Carl Anthony Towns is in year three of his five, I think. Yeah. yeah. You've got two years with these guys. And this is the team you've you got his childhood friend down from the Warriors, paid a king's ransom in terms of picks for D'Angelo Russell. I mean, I, I'm, that it's aged well, that trade, because Drew Holiday got four first-rounders. But man, that is a two first-rounders and uh, conveying to unprotected in 2022. That's a, that's a lot for D'Angelo. So you did this. This is your core. You have hmm. to win with this score. You haven't made the playoffs yet, man. You're in the lottery this year. If you pick a rookie, that is suicide. It is That's absolute true. suicide. Unless I, I wouldn't unless... pick the rookie either. Unless they get some genius, though. Like, yeah. <laughs> if they get a really good guy, then you might as well do it. Because <laughs> you're like... losing those two guys anyway. <laughs> unless know? this is the 2003 draft class happening over again. You should not be fucking picky. Unless Dwayne Wade lands you at number two or number three. Then go for it. Well, they are saying this is going to be the best one since the um, uh, Luca Zion class. So. You know, even then. Okay, so even even if... Sorry, the Luca class. Sorry, not the Zion class. Sorry, not yeah, the Zion class. Uh, the, the, Luca the, the Zion class, by the way. If you were picking third there, the, that's how the Knicks got RG Barrett. That's not that bad. That was not a bad class. Okay, but yeah. here's my problem. Even if you get RJ Barrett, right? Even if you get, um, okay, leave out Trey Young and Luka Doncic because there's such insane anomalies and in how quickly they picked up the game, right? But yeah. say you get an RJ Barrett or whoever, anyone who's not freaking LeBron and Luka level quick uh, off the, straight out the gates, right? You're looking at a two-year window before that rookie can really contribute. Yeah, for sure. And that's it. The contracts are done. Yeah. You have to re-sign these guys. And who knows if they're going to fucking re-sign. Carl Anthony yeah. Towns has had interest from every fucking team in the league. The Warriors have talked about Carl Anthony Towns. The whole world has talked about them. Yeah. him. They, there was a survey two years ago where they're like, uh, they had it for players under the age of 24. And everyone was asked, which player would you like to start your franchise with? Everyone being all the GMs of all the NBA teams. And Carl Anthony Towns won that uh, uh, survey hands down. This is before the Luka uh, draft, by the way. Right, but so, you're also aware that the, the immediate next year, I think that was the year when the Jimmy Butler fiasco happened. And so the immediate next year of that survey, Cat uh, dropped off the list entirely. Yeah, because Luca and all were drafted also. <laughs> oh, no, I think I blame that entirely on Jimmy Butler, man. It wasn't just oh, that man. better dude. That was pretty bad. Out. Yeah, but that just shows you how fast all this stuff can change, you know. Yeah. And like, I feel for this guy. He's just had a bad go of it. His whole family has been afflicted by this virus like few others have in the world, you know, like... Yeah, it's... I mean, and that's what... I wouldn't blame him for playing like a shell of himself this year because it it's really been insane what this what this year... what he's been through this year. So, really putting all your hopes on a, on a person who's been through so much emotional turmoil over this past year, that's also crazy. Uh, yeah. You need the rest of the team to do something. And, man, I, I don't know what the... And the other thing is, I, genuinely, this comes from... Looking at Carl Anthony Towns and saying, man, this guy should be a top five talent. And he's sitting on a team which cannot maximize his skills, 
which loses and has lost every single season he's been there. The one time they had a prayer, they got Jimmy Butler in and it exploded in in hilarity. Yeah, it was bad. It was, I mean, that was a disaster, dude. And this is a dude two years later who's taking a team to the fucking finals. It looks worse on on Philadelphia than it does on on the Timberwolves, for sure. But man, these are bad decisions after bad decisions. Andrew Wiggins is looking like a class A player on another team. He just left you four odd months ago. Yeah. Although, is, like, uh, we can let that one be because I don't think he was working out for them either, so... Yeah, sure. Yeah. Maybe it was it was a bad fit, but uh, this is not painting the organization in any sort of glory. And no, it's not. At some point right now, it's 4-11 record. Um, I, I don't have the details, but apparently yeah. with five seconds left on the clock, the Timberwolves grabbed a rebound and they didn't call a timeout. They didn't swap out their shooters. So this it's not looking good from the coach perspective either. And no, I think that's and the first job that's going to go. I think it is going to be the Timberwolves coach. Yeah. Whose name I'm currently blanking on. but It's uh, Ryan Saunders. Ryan yeah. Saunders. That, um, the, that timeout he's, miss he's, was his son. Uh, he's the son of another NBA coach, Flip Saunders. Uh, but the thing is, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Anthony Edwards as well. Go for it. Uh, go for it. He's the number one pick. Uh, and he's the only one in the top, I want to say, six picks or five picks that is coming off the bench right now. Like, everybody else is starting. Except... Yeah, because... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Lamelo is also mostly off the bench as well. Sorry. Uh, but the point is, the number one pick rarely comes off the bench in a, in a good, in a, even a bad team at this time. So why is this guy on the bench, first of all, is my first question. Because I, they're I don't insistent on playing this stupid Ricky Rubio and D'Angelo Russell formation. This two-point guard lineup. Yeah, but that's makes no sense. We, you just drafted a shooting guard. Fucking play yeah. him. The, the, but this is the thing. This is what I'm saying to you. What is D'Angelo Russell? Because he's not a point guard. Yeah. And he's not a shooting guard. Because he can't defend either guard position. Okay. Uh, he can shoot really well when he can. Because yeah, he's, he's a so streaky, streaky shooter. He's a very streaky shooter. But he can pass super well, but only when he wants to pass super well. Like, in the sense that it's not that he wills it, it's just that the conditions have to be exactly right, then his passes will be great. But he can't run a team offense. So they had to get Ricky Rubio. So why does this guy need so much stuff? And if he does, why can't you get players that are positively affecting this? Right? Ricky Rubio is a stopgap measure. Even if you like Ricky Rubio as the person for the franchise and as a leader and an older veteran player and all that stuff, Ricky Rubio should be completely leading the bench unit, you know? I I, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand the decision-making here because I don't see this rookie playing well right now. I mean, I wanted to talk about all of this so that I can talk about him. He's just not taking good shots still, you know? He's, again, like, very inefficient scorer even though he's a volume scorer. Uh, the physical tools are still astounding. Like, he's already yeah. posterized a bunch of guys this year. Uh, uh, I, I, and he's not facilitating like we thought. His threes are... Some nights he'll hit, like, a few, and then other nights he'll just go dead cold, you know, like Lamelo, in fact. I'm not uh, sure they know what to do with this guy. And I think that's a problem. I don't think they know what to do with anyone. Yeah, I think they're they not are, playing any defense. They they are 
crippled on how to deal with young talent. Like, I just don't understand. Carl Anthony Towns is Carl Anthony Towns. So he's doing well and making all and all NBA and shit. But I, do, I don't think they know how to cultivate talent, how to build these squads. They're doing a terrible job of and they have for a long time. Yeah, they really have. I mean, if I were them, I would have taken either Lamelo or Wiseman anyway. Like, I don't think... Everyone said Edwards is the best fit. But I just did not see that. I felt like he would have space on the floor with those other two guys, but they don't play together because they're all liabilities, right? They're <laughs> yeah. all liabilities on one side or the other, you know? Edwards is supposed to be good on defense, but he has questionable, like, uh, instincts and, like, just enough know-how to really manage an NBA player at this time, to, like, manage a crafty guard player. It's not easy for a rookie to guard. Right. The end, I mean... Uh, D'Angelo just cannot guard anybody. Like, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a obscene how bad he is. It it's is obscene. a turnstile. Yeah, and and you know, Cat is just also a very below average defender. You know, he is he's got all the tools, and even when he does put in the effort, it's simply not enough most of the time. Like he doesn't do enough, and I think they all have bad instincts. You know, you, if you had put Lamelo there. Then you you can keep keep the hand keep D'Angelo either on the ball or off the ball completely. Like let him let all the offense run through him if you're keeping Lamelo on the bench, or he can play off the ball and let Lamelo run everything. I think that was would have been way better, right? For sure, because uh, the two of them can space the floor much better for Lamelo. Anyway, and then if you have Wiseman, you you have somebody to play in the backup minutes for Towns, you know? Or if you want to go with size and mobility, because they're both pretty fast for tall guys, big guys, that is, uh, you have that option. Yeah. You know, you've got this dude and, you know, he's got all this potential to score, but like you said, like the, they don't seem to see the window closing. Oh, they, oh, they, for sure they don't. Because if they did and they realized what, what D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Towns really are, which is a two and three, they would have tried to go and get a one, right? And whoever that may be, whether that's a one in talent or whether that's a one in personality like Jimmy Butler, they would have tried to go and get a one. But they are so married to the idea that they already have their one and two and all they need is a three, they are 110% wrong yeah. about that. They've got that math fucking wrong. They are going to end up in the lottery this year. with And, and I, I could bet you they're still, they'll still pick. Yeah. They will still pick. Rather you know what than I, trade. What what I would like to see, uh, I would like to see a a, a fully aged, full on, uh, veteran team made up of just Carl Anthony Towns and the best role players you can find. Build everything around just him. Forget all these other guys. Forget D'Angelo. Forget high rookie picks. Forget uh, developing talent. Give this guy all the smarts that he cannot like handle in the sense that he'll have his his teammates do all of this imagine if Carl Anthony Towns had like a uh, uh, Draymond Green, Iguodala, uh you know uh, Covington uh, you just take all these great role players and just put it around Towns all of it that would be so good i just want to i just want to bring up one thing what was the price on Chris Paul in the off season the Suns got him for a pick and Ubre, I think. 
No, they traded team, a little yeah. more. They had they had they had to pay they had to trade a bunch of guys. Ubre just got traded away from OKC to uh Warriors. But like uh, it was a three team trade and I think uh Hawford was involved and all. I don't know. It was crazy. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Chris Paul was was available. Imagine Chris Paul laying the table for Carl Anthony Towns. That works. That's it's so good. Classic big man, little man. It's fucking fantastic. But that's what this team isn't even thinking about it. Like that wouldn't even be on their fucking radar. If yeah. you told me that they were in for Chris Paul, I swear to God, I'm shutting down the show. Because I would be shocked. Like I don't know anything about basketball then. If yeah. they were in for Chris Paul. Because that would yeah. represent an insight, a self-awareness that this team has not shown even once in five years. Aside from training for, for Jimmy Butler, which was mostly yeah. their coach. Getting yeah, Jimmy Butler there. It, it, Tibbs wanted him, so Tibbs got him. This was not an organizational fucking decision. No. And more and more, if we look at Tibbs, uh, it's it's really just showing us that it was not him, it was Minnesota the whole time. <laughs> you know. Uh, it, okay, so we've we've, ra- we've laid into them a lot. I, I still think my um, the, what I have in mind for them, I think it would play out. And I, I think the smart play... And I, I know this is unsentimental of me, but there are going to be teams that are going to rip it all out and start again, starting with people like the uh, Houston Rockets and, and various other ones. They need to tank and they need to tank hard with uh, a, a real player, like somebody with a big salary. Just trade D'Angelo Russell and get a couple of good role players. Just do it. Because yeah. these guys yeah. will take, these guys will give you those guys, those players, you know, um, trade potential for stability and reliability because you have a guy who can put up 30 every night if he doesn't have to worry about things you know he just yeah. can like if he wants to be an unstoppable scorer he can be a top 10 scorer in this league we've seen him do it we saw him do it last year for like 20 games and then yeah. something bad happened to him again because his life is cursed or something okay so let this guy work Okay, get get him the help he needs and like stop pl- trying to be this plucky team that grooms talent and hopes for the best. Like try and become something like how the Grizzlies try to build around Conley and Gasol. That yeah. is something that they should try to do. Yeah, grit and grind. I mean, it was really good role players, really smart thinking. They didn't win a title or anything. But that was a team that, <laughs> that, was a team that unfortunately I think won uh, 50 plus games and then missed out on the playoffs. Because of how stacked yeah. the Western Conference was, so really just Man. it's just bad luck. It was like how stacked the Western Conference was when they were when they were trying to make this happen. It's amazing uh, how that conference is, man. Yeah. On on that freaky freaky fact, uh, we'll call it an episode. Thank you so much, Sid. Thank you. Alrighty, guys. We'll see you next time. Also, just just by the way, a quick note. Uh, and those of you who are here still listening, uh, I'm assuming you are the diehard Arden fans. Uh, so we just want to thank you because we did cross over our 10 episodes, 100 plus plays. So we're in three figures, which doesn't sound like a lot. Uh, it's actually quite a bad number, but yes, we're, we're pretty happy. Because, yeah, yeah. but we, we thought like no one would be listening. Like we'd have a play, two plays an episode, but we routinely have 10 and 11. How's uh, that happening? I really don't know. I don't know who's listening. If you are, you know, text us because you clearly have our numbers for sure. There's no way. <laughs> yeah. Or tweet so, me because I have been getting replies and stuff or likes on on and I tweet this out, but like no one replies with but, with anything yeah. other than nice content or something. Even that would be good, actually. Yeah. yeah. I just want to say thank you for all the plays, thank you for all the listens and the subscriptions. Uh, keep listening. Share it if you can. 
uh, if you know any other basketball fans. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. 